Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in interview again. We are. It's our annual? Is it our annual? I think so. We do this. I feel like we do this. We yeah. do this annually. We're going to call it. It's yeah. our annual mm-hmm. interview. Welcome back. We're going to interview each other. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And, um, well, this is a whole chatting episode, so let's just go for say, it. Let's, let's just go for in, it. Let me just chat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that at 470-465-0475. And I want to invite you to join us starting March 6th at patreon.com slash We're going to be reading Rosaria about our fields, five lies of our anti-Christian age. Um, or you can just sign up to support the show if we have ever made you laugh or if you've ever purchased a small water bottle, you should consider supporting us. So um, I'm going to let you start because this was your idea. You are okay. you reminded me that we haven't done this in a while. So I'm. Yeah. And your questions are always um, more interesting than mine. <laughs> I have no memory of any question that's ever been asked in one of these episodes. <laughs> That's just how it works. I so remember I one. No, so. so I like cannot tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. All right. I'm right, <laughs> but, obviously. Um, so but yeah, so we it seems like we just do this every once in a while. And yeah. For me, it seems especially important now that we're separate. It's like yeah. we gotta we have to intentionally catch up a little bit oh. more. We used to have mm-hmm. I used Hours. to come pick you up at your house and then Hours. My husband would stay with the kids and we would talk nonstop on the way to the studio and then we would eat lunch and the only times we'd stop talking is when we were chewing our food and then, then we record. would talk more and then we would sit down and record episodes, sometimes more than one episode and then we'd talk the whole way home and then sometimes we would sit on your couch and talk more and we would do that for a book club too. <laughs> So multiple times a week. Yes. Plus, not to mention our rich voice message life. Yes. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. So, Which is its own podcast. Just, <laughs> yes. There you go. That would be hilarious to release. Oh, uh, we can't. No. 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 Mm-mm, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Bad idea. But, and, uh, yeah. Not just to be clear, not because we're like, <laughs> gossiping or doing something we shouldn't be doing just because wow it's just the next level I don't yes. you guys don't even want it trust me you don't want it you're not interested <laughs> don't. nope um but yeah so I like the idea of just catching up and just <laughs> checking in and coming up with questions to ask uh-huh. each other things like sometimes I just you know, you ask a question about 
just something you've been thinking about and you're yep. curious what your friend has to say yep. or or you might just hear something in in church on Sunday or read something yeah. in your Bible and you're like I wonder what my friend would say about this or I know what or I'm figuring out what I would say or whatever so yep. these which kind of just encapsulates our question our conversations anyway yep um <laughs> but yeah so I guess the interview this these uh these episodes are almost the closest you'd get to all of our episodes are kind of just a conversation we would have anyway in our friendship yeah, yeah. but these are just a little bit closer yeah to just a totally everyday Chat. conversation and and I want to move to petition the Sheologians board to rename these episodes okay um instead of calling them interviews I want to just forever uh put into Sheologians canon something that my daughter says that I, is just so cute so instead of each other she says and each other yes so <laughs> Motion you know has been passed. Like, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> we're, we're just going to ask any each other. Any each other. Okay. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready to so end yeah. each other. This is just the any each other episode. Like, Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> we're in our, we're in our any each other era. It's, yeah. it's official. So yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start. I'm yeah. Gonna start. Um, and my first question is, um, what has you misty-eyed these days oh my goodness okay I was crying yesterday what was it <laughs> what was it oh that's right um okay so I'm I'm at a point in my life where I have I have friends I have a handful of close friends and it's a very small when I say handful like my ring size is a three and a half and I'm talking about my, my handful. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, mean, very true. Like if someone says a handful, my, there's husband, my husband's and then there's mine. Yeah, my husband can literally fold like his top knuckle, like over my fully extended fingers. So yes, same, same, you same. know, same. same, same. <laughs> um, my children can do that with me too. So, um, <laughs> It's just bad. It's bad. But, um, <laughs> uh, and I was just trying to express to my friend, like, Hey, like I'm on your team. Like I'm on your team. Like mm. we're having a difficult conversation, but I'm on your team. And I like, couldn't even say that I started, I started choking up. I started choking up. I was just like, I want you to know, like, I'm, I'm on like, right. This is, I'm on your team. Like I, I see you. I hear this. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. It's okay. Like I'm on your team and I just can't believe I'm at a point in my life where that, like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is yep. what made me 
um lose it and then we both were just crying like and and nothing i don't want and i'm not trying to say we were just being silly women just crying over how much we love each other that wasn't the situation but that was definitely involved of just like you know um what is a friend a friend is somebody uh, my definition and i i don't think i'm the only one that uses it is just like it's somebody who is is walking alongside you on your way to heaven. You guys are going to the same place. And, and as you, I feel like as they get older, um, that's just so much more meaningful and also easy. Um, I think it's easier now the, or maybe just the older I get to not be bothered by, uh, how do I phrase it? I don't see others like weaknesses or failures. They don't burden me. Like, I Uh think when you're young and you're kind of trying to build friendships, a lot of times you can inordinately focus on like how the other person makes it difficult for you to be a good friend. And I don't Uh feel that way anymore. Like, I don't feel that. I don't, I don't deal with that. Like, I don't feel bothered or burdened. Um, by the fact that all of my friends are also sinners and so that just makes it sweeter and i think just like uh i don't know it just makes it yeah i thought made me tear up yesterday um and and because i love i i genuinely feel about my church you know you know how i feel like i genuinely love if you go to apologia i think if I think of you as my friend, mm-hmm. but of course there are people I, I can't be besties with 500 people right. in, a, in a meaningful way. So the couple of, of women that I am really close to, like I, that is just a, such a sweet uh, friends are always a sweet thing to have, of course, but um, it's just sweeter now. I don't know. That's, I'm not going to keep going on. You get what I'm saying. I get it. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. There's like a maturing that, well, it's just when you read Galatians 5 and you read the first of the spirit, and then of course also there's the flesh. Like, so when you read the list of what people, the more mature in their faith they get are putting off. Yeah. And then they're putting on. Yeah. It's like when you read the first of the spirit, you should it shouldn't be all you see, but you should definitely see like, wow. Yeah. Anyone who's like that is going to be a great friend. (laughs) Yeah. And And for the record, just in case I made it sound this way, I have plenty of weaknesses and failures that my friends have to um, overlook as well. And I, I know that they do. And so that is just like, like, thank you. Like, it's just like, we're going to overlook each other's we're yeah. going to assume the best and like, yeah. that's what we're going to do. Um, and we're all headed to the same place. So that's, um, yeah, that's what, what about you? Yeah. There's just some people that it's like, it's an honor to be sanctified with you <laughs> alongside you. Yeah. <laughs> like specifically you, like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the world. I don't know. And I don't think I, they could be great too, but I just not going to know them. No, <laughs> and that's fine. 
um but yeah you think we'll all get to know each other like in eternity is that a stupid question time we're gonna have a lot of time and yeah i mean i my personal i even said this the other day i just said like you have like anyone who's a believer is your friend sorry yeah Yeah, (laughs) like now there like you said there's distinctions there's not everyone is your best friend and some people inherently have more to overlook than others some people take their time some people are newer believers and they just have misunderstandings or they haven't learned like right that's just how it is but if you I mean I think that's being a friend has just I mean honestly that's why like at this point because because I don't know if it's just because George is little or whatever but like when I teach her what I'm discipling her to be. I want her to be a good wife and a good mom one day, but like, I want her to be a good friend. Yeah, I want yes. her to like, that's step number one. Her, yeah. I want her to love people and yeah, to do things for them. She doesn't want to do, but also join them in things they both want to do. Like there's so much richness yeah. to just, I don't know. Being a good friend. Um, well, yeah. And so what's making me misty eyed is just, um, I guess just going to heaven one day. <laughs> I know. Um, it sounds so and, great. And it just comes, <laughs> it just like, it just comes up so often. Like if you're, especially if the worship at your church is theologically rich yes. like you're gonna that last verse is always gonna be like about eternity and you're gonna be done and like not done done but you're gonna be home and yeah and just and then and even just like um Christ's work is finally like you see it there you go like that's what this was for you yes. know um I can't wait just, yeah, I mean I can I mean, wait but I'm excited <laughs> And it, well, and it's just a company, like, don't get me wrong, because, uh, I mean, it's a long story, but like, you know, I, you, everyone has a season, I think, in their life where they have to learn about, like, dying. <laughs> and I don't just mean being exposed to death. I just mean dying to the self. idea, at, well, and just dying at any moment. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah. um, and the reality like, that you are not. Yeah that you're mortal (laughs) right yeah and I think that there's a there's a there's a trajectory there there is a path that looks a little different for some people and um and I think that we a lot of us struggle with just anxiety and not knowing when it's going to happen and so then you kind of translate this to this like well I better pretend like it's always going to happen at any moment it's like well that's probably also not true and just realistically probably not true but also our whole life is not just to be waiting for the moment that we die, that we die but also yeah. the moment that we die is um totally uh, this sovereign moment that has not escaped God's yeah. plan and right. it is the moment where you fully understand right like what was purchased Mm. with Christ's sacrifice and so for the Christian honestly what I'm just learning that learning that uh 
that all the, those moments when you're afraid of death mm-hmm. are opportunities for you to say, here's what I think about death. Here is what I know about death. Tell yourself and, the truth. Yeah. And if there's anything to repent of, repent, repent of unbelief, repent, whatever you need to repent of, repent of it in that moment. And just know that when you die, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Unless you're not a believer. And yes, then I mean, not wonderful. That's another episode <laughs> in of itself. That's not wonderful. But yeah, and just, of course, thinking of John Barrows and not in a, not uh, necessarily like, not really in a sad way, but just thinking like, yeah, like he's going to go do it first. And yeah. so many people have so many people. Yeah have gone and, and done that thing that some of us are spending so much time afraid of. Right. Um, but it won't be in in some ways it'll be fearsome, but it will be, um, you won't experience it the way that you're experiencing it here. No. So, yeah. And he's, he's having a better day than us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that all the time. Um, Okay, I want to know. This is a kind of a we don't we plan on maybe doing an episode about this, but I just really briefly, you only get to pick one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is what is one thing you are taking with you from the space trilogy? One, you only get to pick one. Oh man, oh man. I want to know the top, the top one. What's the top of your, or just like, or maybe the top meaning the first thing that comes to your mind, because that might be the most important one. If it's the first one that comes to your mind, um, it might be the one, you know, the thing that sticks out to you the most. That's a, it's a tough one, but what is it? Can I go get deeper heaven really quick? Yeah, go get it. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Go get it. So I'll tell you guys while she's gone getting her book. So Deeper Heaven is um, the companion, a companion guide to the space trilogy written by a woman named Christiana Hale. She joined us for our last book club to talk about it. And um, Deeper Heaven has just been like such a blessing to all of us in book club. I know we've talked about Deeper Heaven quite a bit. So do I grabbed her copy? I just told them what deeper heaven is. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You nope. said limit it. So this yes. is really going to help me <clears throat> Okay. limit it. Okay. Illusions are what make great literature like a cave. Even if the only tool we have to explore it is a dollar store flashlight even if we can only see a few feet ahead at a time. We can still hear the echoes and know that there is more to see, more to find. An author's use of simple quotation or reference is enough to carve out an entirely new chain of tunnels. And rereading through the years only rewards those explorers who decide to stock up with more headlamps this time around. Christiana! And that is my, just like my biggest takeaway, you guys. And I already knew, like, I already knew this. I already knew this to be true. But storytelling is the most magnificent thing that's ever happened on this planet. (laughs) And good stories, while we may 
not be seeing as many of them around as there used to be. Mm-hmm. Are this just deep, mm-hmm. rich? They, there is just, there is so, they're so full, good stories. Um, and we can know what stories are about without having some sort of weird postmodern, uh, well, what does this mean to you type of mentality about about the arts, about storytelling in general. So, my, I mean, the, the, yeah, my biggest takeaway is just that a story is about so much more. Mm. And, and we just, man, wow. Yeah. <laughs> good, good choice. Well, now I want to know your answer too. So, um, yeah. So just briefly, the biggest thing that, um, I've gotten from the trilogy is from Paralandra. Um, mm-hmm. Just reading Paralandra, just the act of reading it. I'm not even going to go into specific parts of the book, but so much of the book is about what it's like to have rightly ordered loves. And even just reading that book will start making you analyze um, where your affections lie and how you're ordering them. So there's a lot of discussion of not just rightly ordered loves, but like, a rightly ordered hate. Um, right. Which you, I would argue you can't have rightly ordered loves without rightly ordered hate. Uh, so just reading that book um, will make you do that. And I think that will be the biggest thing on my first read through of the trilogy that I walk away with it. I just, it's not like I, had never thought about how my loves or desires are ordered before. But C.S. Lewis just has such a way of painting that picture and and making you gaze into it that, um, yeah, I just never would have. I wouldn't have had otherwise because it was it was good storytelling that makes and it is good storytelling that makes you do that. So that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, speaking of eternity, C.S. Lewis is probably going to have a few a conversations. <laughs> a lion yeah. in heaven for people to talk, ask him questions. <laughs> um, okay, so my next question. Well, I guess I'm going to skip ahead and okay. well, I'm going to change the order of my questions, actually. Because okay. uh, I think it kind of goes along a little bit with the friendship thing and we won't depart too far. Okay. Um. What do you do when someone doesn't like you? <laughs> um, is this open-ended or is this somebody that I have to deal with? Someone that you, yeah, someone that you will have to have, you don't have to have a close relationship with them, but you will have to interact with them yeah weekly every other week so yeah you know often enough yeah so I am not I am not um so my first thing would be to uh well check in the mirror am I being disliked because I'm being unlikable like am I being does this person not like me because I have like maybe have I offended them is there something I need to reconcile like, is there something I need to change? Um, have I sinned against them? 
And so really, I think whenever you have any sort of interpersonal conflict like that, the first thing you need to do is uh, submit to the ultimate standard that's outside of both of you, which is scripture. So like, if I've sinned against this person, if I've done them wrong, if I've been unkind, like I need to know, I need to, uh, because I want to reconcile that. I'm assuming this person's a Christian uh, in the scenario, maybe. Um, I think that's, I think that's probably a more relatable version of the question. Like, you know, and then let's, uh, let's do that. If I haven't sinned against the person, at least that I'm aware of, then I just don't sweat it because it's like, I can't, uh, my job is to please God, not man. So I would never get on some sort of treadmill of people pleasing so that I could feel more comfortable. Like if you just don't like me and I haven't sinned against you, that's like a you problem. Like it doesn't, um, I might, and I've been in that situation and, uh, typically I have gone out of my way before to just like express some kindness or some openness. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe they've got stuff going on that I don't know about. Maybe it's like being projected onto me. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Um, but I don't sweat it. I'm just going to treat them like they ought to be treated and be respectful and be hospitable and, if they change their mind, great. Um, and if they don't, it's just not my, I don't know. My job is not to be everyone's favorite person. I just don't, it doesn't bother me. Um, now when an unbeliever doesn't like me, I take even less, I have even less concern about yeah. that. Cause it's like, well, so what? Like, I just yeah. don't, I don't as mean long this. as what they don't like about you is true, like something that's true. It's like, yeah, you know, and it's like but... at the end of the day, like, man, if you don't like me, like you probably don't even you don't even know the half of how awful I am. So, <laughs> like, I don't like. I already know I'm a sinner. I've got plenty of I I got plenty of problems. Like, yeah. take your pick, honestly. Yeah. Um. I just don't. Yeah, that's that's. I don't. uh, Yeah, I think the only time I've ever sweat someone not liking me is um, if like I really uh, maybe it was a relationship I was in or I I really wanted to figure out, like, have I sinned against this person? Because Uh that's that's far more of a concern because then it's not just that I've sinned against them, but I've sinned against God. So that's like, I'd like to figure that out. But if once that's figured out and the answer is like, there's nothing for me to repent of, I don't care. Like, what is there to care about? No, no, I think we get, yeah, we get caught up. I just, I figured like, well, I just think ladies get caught up and, uh, in worrying about that and um, yeah I do go into that's a funny it's a funny question that you said that because I do I have wondered before I have some self-awareness believe it or not I've gone into situations and been like huh I don't know how this person feels about me they might not like me but I don't 
that doesn't make me change my behavior. Like I'm, I think yeah. the standard is the standard regardless of anybody's feelings. So whether right. you like me or not, I still have a standard that I'm held to. You have a standard you're held to. So it just doesn't, but it is kind of a funny thought sometimes. And I do think um, I'm very much, if it's another Christian um, and there's nothing for me to do about it, then I just kind of assume it's all going to come out in the wash in eternity. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think that's a perfect justification for why you don't sweat it. Cause it's like, if it's my sin, I would hope they would come to me or maybe I would even like, if it was, if it was clear enough that they didn't like you, maybe you would go to them. And if it's not you and they just don't like you, I already told you guys that my, what I think is that you have to be friends. Sorry. Yeah. Like yeah, you don't, too get bad. To, you don't get to pick your brother like your actual biological brother, you don't get to pick him. You gotta, you gotta love him. He's in your family. Like, sorry. Now, does that mean he comes to your house every day? Maybe not. I'm not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, eventually, it's like, well, we've got an eternity to work on that. You think yeah. you hate me now? You won't be able to hate an eternity. Sorry. Joke's on you. <laughs> you ready for some perfect fellowship with me? <laughs> right. Yep. Here we go. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good. And then other than that, I do think sometimes we project our, we project lots of things onto people. And so in that, I would say if someone doesn't, if you actually don't know, you just think someone doesn't like you, then you should examine why you think they wouldn't like you. Cause that's probably something that you, you have going are on. dealing with in yeah. your own head. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to hear um, something you would like. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna put parameters on it. Something you would like to accomplish, but you've got five years to do it. What does five years from now and we were kind of talking this came up for me when we were talking about turning 35 like okay yeah. we've gone five years um we both have gone through so much life in the last five years that it's hard to even remember who she was when she turned yeah. 30 and that means a lot can happen in five years but it is a parameter right like right Five years is a long time, but also not a long time. Yeah. So you're standing at wow. 40 looking back. What is, an, what is something you would like to say? I worked on this for the last five years and I did it. Well, I'm of course going to pick something that like cannot be accomplished without <laughs> the total grace and work of God. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Perfect. But it's just, like you say that and I'm just like wow <clears throat> it really it's it's a good question for your friend to ask you on record like in a recording that's going to be put up somewhere because you better mean it you better not just like say something that <laughs> it so can be anything sudden, this doesn't have to be sudden, well like I have my goals but it's like all of a sudden you're asking me like which one and so then it's like okay you better figure out what you're actually serious about and just saying you want your goal to be um not do you wish it do you want it 
two different things. So in five years, I'm not going to explain these a lot. Okay. But when I'm 40, I would like to be, I would like to be writing a book and I would like to have two more children. Those are, whoa. Okay. Those are big. <laughs> I would like to have more than two more children but you're shooting I'm just for. trying to think like <laughs> what would be <laughs> feasible um, in five a five-year time span. yeah yes which so you know it could be three there's also adoption I don't know that's why I'm saying like yeah so having I would like to be writing a book means I need to be studying I need to be reading and I need to be doing those things in a um on a for an amount of time and in um, regularly to where I could write a book on the topic I want to write it on. Are you going to tell um, us what that is or are we keeping that? I don't know if I'm ready yet. Okay. <laughs> you can tell me when we're not recording. Um, <laughs> and then um, I would like to have, to some extent, I have no, like, God opens and closes wombs. So, right. Yeah. You don't that's have, that's not like an, an accomplished. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I pray diligently and I believe that um, God, God answers, answers prayer. our prayers. And so when I pray, I pray prayers that are full of belief. And yeah. so when I pray that I want more children, I believe that God will answer my prayers. And if, yes you have some weird thing with that, I really recommend you pick up Prayer Changes Things by Andrew Sandlin. That was another book we were kind of screaming from the rooftops this in 2023. Uh, so we won't forget about that. It's a little thin thing. You will be able to read it. If you don't, it's because you don't want to. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I think the the goal part of wanting to have more kids is just um just losing some weight being more active so that my body is in better shape because uh, well you know not being healthy doesn't necessarily equate to having children but um it often equates to hormonal balancing and that kind of thing sure. but also just um when god answers my prayers for more children I just want to feel strong and I yeah. want to feel good and ready to go ready to it's physically do the work taxing. That, yeah. <laughs> I am like, I want to do as much work as I possibly can in Up the front. next five years and then just to infinity and beyond. That's I mean. right. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. So yeah. I'm with okay. you. Well, well, I want to know, I'm like, are we, it's inter supposed to be interviewing each other, but then I always want to know the answer to your question. To I want to know your answer to your question. Okay, I'll I'll go. I'll be quick. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to bench two hundred. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to overpress overhead press one thirty five. Okay. And I want to run a marathon. Oh, cool! Whoa. Okay. All right. So. Very nice. Uh, I think five years is is doable um, for all three of those. And um, yeah, I do have other goals, but those are just the ones because I didn't. Uh, yeah, those are just the ones that I'm like actively working on now. Mm -hmm. Feel like 
like big, um, big, big, they feel big. They yeah. feel like they would take time. So yeah, yeah I'm going to be entering a gym again soon. So I don't have a lot of like actual weight goals right now. I'll probably have them yeah. in yeah. like the next six months, but I've been out of the yeah. gym. Like yeah. weight, I've been out of weightlifting for quite a while. So yeah, I don't have those, but I am think. fully in my uh, gym bro era. I love it. I think I'll probably do it as long as I'm physically capable. So yeah, I love, I love it. And you don't have to love it. I'm not, you know, you don't love it. That's fine. I never thought I'd want to run a marathon, but here I am. I really do. You can still change quite a bit. <laughs> I keep changing. I keep blowing You're, my own mind. Yep, Who am I? Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's right. Okay. Um, so this can just be my last question. Okay. Um, I don't know all what you have left, but uh how do you know if you're being self-righteous Oof. um i do think this is where the church and other believers are a gift to you to me to all mm-hmm. of us uh i really need i know that i if we were all living by ourselves on an island we would just be the most self-righteous faux (laughs) self-efficient people (laughs) like yeah we need other people so badly to give us insight um that i just think the word prayer um i think one of the big big ones this is a great litmus test uh that i absolutely love is um i don't remember i had one of my pastors i don't remember who say that he could often tell uh what was going on in somebody's life by how they were behaving during the singing portion of worship um just that like sometimes there would be no shock to him if someone was struggling particularly with like pride self-righteousness things like that um so if you're ever feeling like that just can you sing can you sing the doxology like sing it right now can can you sing it right now uh and this little test i think is a little great test for yourself is like when you're in a mood with when you're feeling something and you're just so sure that it's everybody else what happens when you try to sing the doxology and i think it's a great like Hmm. uh putting a little thermometer to your forehead moment for self-righteousness uh pride conceit uh just being petty contentious um so yeah, I've and I've done that to myself before, uh, to be perfectly honest. Like I've done a little like, am I willing to pray about this? Am I willing to praise God mm-hmm. for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and I do think that I have I have counseled and talked to women before who were uh kind of convincing themselves 
that they were the problem when they weren't. Mm, mm -hmm. And so I do think on the other end of the spectrum that you can, it's possible to uh, maybe for the sake of peace or I don't, whatever, to convince yourself you're the problem when you're not. But mm -hmm. uh, again, I still think that little litmus test might help of like, all right, can you pray about this? Mm -hmm. Because I find when you're the problem, <laughs> that prayer is not the same. <laughs> um, right. It's just not, it's not the same. So yeah. that's what I, those, those are my little litmus tests. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. If you're, if when you pray, you're just like, end up launching into a justification about how like you were justified in your sin. Um, you're not, well, uh, I would say you better hope you're not actually praying. I would not recommend going to God with your justification for why you sinned. <laughs> I don't recommend that at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. But no. Anyway. No, that's that's a good question. <laughs> what what do you do? What's your little Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I just a lot of it is just Well, I was so at our church we're doing we're going through Romans right now oh nice okay so we'll be there for a while yeah for the next five <laughs> years know. yep if you do it um, right <laughs> yeah if you're if you guys are noticing that for the next five years i'm heavily referencing romans you'd be like well that's why um but yeah so we're like in the mid to end of uh romans two and just where he's like talking to the Pharisees and then gives them this list of things that they do, but they think they're the source of it. And so that's just kind of what I was thinking about is just like, I mean, it's just sort of, it's, it's straightforward, but it's just like, how do you know if you're being self-righteous? Do you think you're the one doing it? Like if you were going to give the credit to someone right now for this, like who would you give it to? So, um, but yeah, I don't, I think that might be, I think, I don't know. I'm just, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to investigate because I think I have a weird instinctive feeling that the more I think about it, the more I'm going to realize that self-righteousness is one of those like hidden hidden uh uh like deceived like yeah we, it's we very it. it's it's very sneaky yeah and so there's there may be plenty of ways that you do totally acknowledge that you're not righteous of your own accord um totally god and his work that does everything um but yeah i do think we the areas we, or at least I mean, I say we, but I just mean me, um, might be a little hidden. Yep. A little hidden. Sweep out those, those corners. Those yeah, we do. Out of gotta get, gotta get your broom out and go after the corners and sing the, <laughs> sing a, sing a hymn. Can you sing amazing grace? What mood does it put you in? It's a great question to yeah. ask yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's a great note. We'll end on that one. And I will invite you guys. Okay. Uh, I will invite you guys to leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Um, don't forget to join us for book club starting March 6th. Grab your book. It's Rosaria Butterfield's new one. And we'll see you guys there. Well, Have a good and when week. you get wait, when you get your book, just yeah. like open up a few pages and you'll see Summer's endorsement. Oh, is mine in there? Yes. <gasps> yes. I was so excited because I didn't because Summer and I have both read it, but yeah. we had a, we had like a digital copy. Yeah. And so um, I finally got my in-person book, which we also got the study guide. So if you're in the book club, you don't yes. have to get it. We'll have it. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, the very first thing I did. I didn't flip I was for like, that. I, I opened it up and I was like, doop, 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 and I was like, oh, there she is. My friend. <laughs> I don't remember what I wrote, but I do remember <laughs> that it was two in the morning i was nursing ransom in the dark and typing it on my cell phone one-handed because i had to turn it in by the next day or it wasn't gonna be looked at or something so i was (laughs) just like oh i forgot about this and i was i no clue zero idea what i said because it was 2 a.m and i was nursing an infant all right you guys that's it (laughs) see you next week bye something wrong